Welcome to The Dwelling Place, where three friends talk about approachable design to help you create a home you love. We share practical tips from how to style shelves, make a bed, or pick the perfect paint color for your space. And we aren't afraid to share the highs and lows of our own decorating journeys. Join the conversation as we make our homes a beautiful dwelling place. Following the exciting announcement Brie made last episode that she's buying a new home, we are taking a deep dive into how to design your dream kitchen. Brie will share what she's learned in the process of designing her kitchen so far, and Emily will share something she's loving lately. So Brie, do you want to start us with highs and lows? So the house renovation continues. (laughs) (laughs) It's been going on. It's been quite the process, but my high for the week is I did find a front door and a back door for the house, which is awesome. And we have a place local to us that actually sells discount windows and doors. So a person will buy it from a store. It'll be the wrong color. Um, They'll sell it cheap, and then this guy will buy it and resell it. So I went there looking for a front door and a back door, and I found this beautiful, what I thought was wood, door. It was brown, and it has three panes of glass at the top because our current window has like a lot of glass in it and I just wanted a little bit more privacy than that for my front door. I was asking him how much it was thinking it was 250 because my pricing is just (laughs) very skewed. I've never done this before so I didn't know what I was looking at. He's like oh it's $600. I'm like oh that was more than I was thinking but I was like okay um, I'll consider it. I was looking around didn't find anything else I liked and came back to it and he's like this is a $3,600 door. And I said, excuse me? He's like, yes, someone got the wrong color. And then this was sold for cheap. So I'm like, oh, I did not realize that. And Mm -hmm. then I went to Lowe's afterwards and was looking at the front doors. And they're like Uh $1,800, $2,500. I'm like, for a front door? This is insane. So I was like, sold. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) And then the back door is white and it has black square four panes in it and it lets in more Mm -hmm. light but the panes are inside the glass so I don't have to you know clean in each grid which is awesome it's just one solid piece it's like a craftsman style right is what you would kind of call it yeah it's beautiful yeah and when you told me the price my mouth dropped because I was like what was it two years ago I was trying we were looking for a door and they were all like two grand or more the ones that I wanted were more (laughs) like three grand and I was like, man, I can't do this. So we just painted our door. Yeah. But to find that. The back door was like $225 because we didn't need it to be pre-hung. Mm-hmm. It was just an actual door, which so our contractor awesome. can make. So my low is that my uncle, who is our contractor, we've, we'll get into it. We've had several contractors through and working on our house. And he said, honey, the back door is the wrong swing. And I was like, oh, oh. no. No. So we needed a right-hand swing door. So like if you're standing at it, the handle's on your right. And this was a left-handle swing door, which meant it was going to open into the walkway. So if we need to move any furniture in, you can't like scoot around the door kind of thing. He's like, I'm going to fight you on this. He's like, you need to find something else or call and see if they have another door available. Do you want to introduce the little squeaking? <laughs> we have a a little one with us. Special guest. A special guest. <laughs> because I had my baby. <laughs> so if you hear anything, that's baby Lydia. <laughs> 
So I called our door guy and I'm like, do you happen to have any of this at the exact same one? He's like, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't have that. But he's like, I'm pretty sure it's reversible. And I was like, oh, okay. So I called my uncle back and he's like, well, let me open it up and look at it. Long story short, my uncle was putting the front door in the back door and the oh. back door on the front door. So all is good. Okay. All is fine. I get to keep the doors I picked out. Oh, God. <laughs> so I was a little mini panic attack today as I was like, oh, no. Now what are we going to do? Because we got these awesome deals on the doors. But and they probably at this place, can you return? Or I don't know. I yeah. didn't have to go down that door. So I'm very happy. Oh, yeah. happy I didn't have to do that. Yeah. Wow. Good ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kimmy, what about you? Well, like I said, I had a baby. <laughs> and man, it took forever. <laughs> I went over two weeks and two days. So I was 42 weeks and two days and they had to induce me because Lydia just was too comfy in me. <laughs> so the induction wasn't fun and it took like I was there for three days. Yeah, you went on a Saturday night and then had her on Monday. Yeah, oh, yeah. so that was rough. It was Saturday and Sunday were rough, and then finally Monday she decided to get on board, and it really amped up. And I was really thankful because I only had to push for 20 minutes. <laughs> I went from, like, people who know things about birth, I went from 5 centimeters to 10 centimeters in one hour. Like, that's how Crazy. quick it went, and it was excruciating. <laughs> but I did it, and then I pushed for 20 minutes, and she was out, and it was wonderful. Yeah, so now she's almost a month old because we've been taking a little hiatus and I appreciate you girls doing that but you both have had a lot going on as well as they'll they'll hear yeah I had a baby that's my high I'm very excited the low I have to just talk about guess what I have to talk about rugs (laughs) so I mentioned in last week's episode I believe it was last week's right girls yeah I think so uh about my dining table and chairs Uh and how it needed a bigger rug. Uh I found a bigger rug, thought it was going to be perfect, got it in, and as you girls see, well, Emily, you love it. I love it. What's the... (sighs) So, it's too busy. Like, it's too... It's overwhelmingly, like... In your face of a pattern. Yeah, the pattern is just too... Mm. I don't mind... So, it is also slightly pinkish. Mm Mm-hmm. Too, which I don't love, but I don't mm. like the last rug that I sold you. <laughs> yeah, that one was like way too pink, and I did not care for that. This one I could not deal with. I don't mind it. I guess uh-huh. is what I'm trying to say. But the pattern is just like a lot, a lot. Yeah. Is it just because the colors are so different from the last one, which was more green? No, it's not about the colors because I actually really want. It's I should describe it. It's called denim spice of the Laloy rugs. So it's one of those like printed pattern rugs so it's like a blue with it says spice but it's It's kind of it's kind of taupey pink yeah i would have said there's like terracotta there is i think that's the spicy part (laughs) that's the spice (laughs) but it's more it's like a little bit more pink than terracotta Mm -hmm. in in parts which again i don't like totally mind i love the blue because blue i've just been like really crushing on lately (laughs) like i want blue everywhere so i really love the blue but i don't think it's the colors that's bugging me it's the pattern and the pattern too it's almost like so ryan (laughs) 
Ryan, I gotta like share this picture that he showed me. I, I showed it to you girls, yeah. but I have to share it on the podcast because I laughed out loud so hard when he told me what the rug reminded him of. And do you, one of you girls want to describe what he showed us? It was the Miss Me jeans with like the blinged out leather logo with like the swirls in it and the blingy, you know, just yeah. like really pattern on pattern on your buns, like yeah. just on her rug. It's like just the very, rhinestones and the. The pattern yeah. is like HD almost. Like it's very vibrant and just sticks out. And I think with your flooring that you have in there, yeah. it kind of clashes with that. And especially in the daytime pictures that you took, it really brought out that pink even more. Yeah. So that's how I'm feeling. But the problem, mm-hmm. the low part of it is that the size it is, like the Loloi rugs, if you've ever shopped for them, they're <laughs> all, each collection is like different sizes. Like yeah, they don't annoying. just have like a standard, like... You can find a lot of 9 by 12s but this size that I'm going with is an 11, which I was wrong on the podcast last week, the episode last week with my sizing. I didn't ever have a 9 by 12 in there. 9 by 12 would be too big. This was 11 six. and 6 inches, 11 feet 6 inches by 8 feet 6 inches. Mm-hmm. So it's like 6 inches mm. less than a 9 by 12 on okay. both sides. Yeah. All four sides. But this is the problem. I can't find a rug in that size that I like. Mm. except really expensive ones. And I just can't do another. <laughs> the reason I was able to buy this one is there was a cost of living adjustment raise with my job. And I'm still technically working till the end of the year. So this was kind of my last hurrah of like, I could buy another rug because I have some <laughs> extra money that I will never have again. But I don't have that much. So that's why. Mm. However, I was talking with Bree earlier before we started and you don't think a 9 by 12 would be too big? I don't think so. You mean the 8, 6 by 11, 6? So this one's 8, 6 by 11, 6. If I went 3, it would be 3 inches all the way around more. I don't think oh, you're you gonna... wouldn't even notice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because then I could just get the olive charcoal again. Yeah. The, it would be the next size up. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm probably going to do. <laughs> and then the olive charcoal that was up there, the that the was the one. smaller one, which is 7, 6 by 9, 6. I'll put in our podcast room. Perfect. And then, Emily, you can take this rug that we're on right now, and we'll play musical rugs again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, those are my highs and lows. (laughs) Babies rugs, you know. (laughs) Rugs are my babies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so my high... Is that we finally went to Paris. Yay! Yay. <laughs> this is the trip that has been postponed since 2020, mm-hmm. which was when our 10-year anniversary was. And we were going to go to Paris. But we kept postponing it. And then we had it all, like, tickets bought, hotel booked, everything done deal. And then at Brian's work, the manufacturing plant went on strike. So, like, everything was thrown into chaos. And this happened right before our trip. It's awful. So not a happy. Brian said, you know, I think we're going to have to cancel. And I said, well, I'll go by myself. (laughs) I'll go to Paris alone. So we were able to actually just reschedule everything. And it worked out just fine. So we rescheduled our our flights. I can't believe you were able to do that. That was a miracle. I know. It's so (laughs) last minute. Did it cost money to reschedule it all we paid thirty dollars that's it yeah and that was because the only seats available on the flight we had to take were an upgraded seat 
like the comfort plus with like more leg room. So we had to pay thirty more dollars. Oh, wow. so you got better seats. So we got too. better seats. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Did was it because like did you have to tell them the reason? No. Why? No. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It was amazing. That's cool. Yeah. So it it worked out. We got everything else all scheduled and then um on Sunday, before we were going to leave, we were heading up to my in-laws for Sunday lunch like we normally do, and we just decided, you know, like, the kids have been coughing and, like, sniffly, let's just take some COVID tests just for fun. And Edison's immediately showed up positive. Mm-hmm. And I just burst into tears and was a horrible wreck, just like sobbing. And I was like, everything is ruined. We're supposed to leave in like two days. And Brian called his mom and she's like, just bring him on up. Like, what's two more days? I was going to watch him anyway. So just bring him up and bring Bennett up too. And I'll watch them both. And so she took them and they quarantined up, quarantined up there and brian i didn't get sick wow so this i have to ask you did they ask you at the airport have you been in contact with somebody no they didn't oh okay you didn't have to lie nope (laughs) brie and i had a talk we were like i wonder if they're gonna ask her oh really (laughs) (laughs) no they didn't ask wow so it all worked out yay yeah it was pretty amazing did your mother-in-law get covid no. Oh, wow. Okay. No. Bennett never tested positive, but he had symptoms, hmm. so who knows? He could have had, I mean, the RSV thing's been going around, yeah. too, so who knows? He might have had RSV, and Edison had COVID. I don't know. But, but you got to go. You got to go. It was amazing. The flights were super long, longer than any I've ever been on before. How long? I think it was about eight hours going there and then like nine and a half coming back because it was slower coming back. But, I mean, they bring you meals. Mm-hmm. You get food on the plane. It was That's good nice. food, too. That was cool. And you had comfort plus. You had comfort. <laughs> yeah. So that was great. Um, and then we got over there because we flew all night. It was a red-eye flight. So we flew all night and then got there around like 1130 and so we basically had a half day that was like our bonus day yeah that's cool so that was fun and basically the whole time we just kind of planned out each day what the main highlights would be like which day we were going to go to the arc de triumph and which days we were going to go to the eiffel tower and which days we're going to go to the flea market and stuff and then the rest of the time was just walking and exploring between and you know whatever else Mm -hmm. we found that seemed cool so does Paris, like, did it meet all your expectations? Did it exceed or was it like, uh? At first it felt different than I expected, I guess. But it was also, like, winter, you know, like, colder there than here at that time. Mm. But as soon as we started going out and walking around everywhere and trying to speak French <laughs> to people, then it, it did. And I... I only cried like two or three times, I think, <laughs> because it was just like so perfect and amazing. So oh, like so happy. when the Eiffel Tower does its light show and Sparkle. sparkles, yeah, that was pretty amazing. And just seeing the Louvre and like seeing the Eiffel Tower in the distance, we did that like right away when we first got there and that was amazing. And all of the food is so good. I mean, people told us it would be, but it... 
it was like you could just order a croissant and coffee from any random little place on a street corner and it would be like the best you've ever tasted it was <laughs> it was crazy it was all so good so we just like ate a lot walked a lot and we're really tired and sore but it was super fun it was a great trip That's and awesome. emily made some awesome videos about it too so we'll yes. add a link to those two in yeah. our stories if you guys want to see her side of the story Okay, so my low is that it is winter. <laughs> I would agree with that. But it yeah. really just came all at once. Mm-hmm. Suddenly. Well, you have to realize that we had a pretty nice October. Yeah, it like was we did. unseasonably it was... warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm really working hard at doing better with winter because I start dreading winter in July. I just hate it so much. The but you cold. love being cozy. I do, but I hate the dry skin and being yeah. cold uh-huh. and it's so dark and it's not like a nice cozy dark like rainy day. It's just dark and gray and Yeah. I like the snow, but not when it's just gray and cloudy and gloomy. So I'm trying really hard to not complain about the weather because that has kind of become a pet peeve of mine because we all know seasons come and the seasons change. So they won't last. Yeah, it doesn't last. So th- there's really no reason to waste any time or energy or emotion on complaining about the weather when it's completely out of our control. So I'm just trying to embrace it and lean into the yeah. cozy factor and get a humidifier so you don't have dry skin Mm -hmm. yep i need to do that that's on my list of things to do get a humidifier i've been doing like the simmer pot on the stove that's really nice and i got all my christmas decorations up except for the tree so it's like bright and twinkly and candles and stuff so that's helping so it's a it's a low that it's winter but i'm trying to make it into a high there you go (laughs) Well, after this break, we're going to talk all about Bree's kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) The do's and don'ts of designing your own kitchen. Yes. This episode is brought to you by me, Emily, the Minimalish Mama. Getting rid of clutter, physical, digital, financial, and spiritual, sets us free from overwhelm, shame, and mom guilt. It creates space in our home, schedule, and soul for prioritizing what really matters in life. But getting started is the hardest part. Enter your free guide to decluttering your life. This free guide has checklists for what to get rid of now in every room. 155 things to be exact plus how to reclaim your time and joy from comparison and guilt and how to create space for what you really love it contains over 20 pages of my best tips for decluttering and organizing and the best part is that it's completely free you can download your free decluttering your life guide at the link in the show notes or from theminimalishmama.com. Bree, tell us a little bit about what the kitchen was like at this house that you are buying and 
how you got a vision for what you wanted to turn the space into. Imagine a hoarder who did not dare clean their kitchen. <laughs> That's what we bought. It's just a joy. <laughs> uh, some of the before pictures are pretty scary. It's a rectangle. However, the kitchen side of it, what they only had it in half the room. So they had this little, like a flattened arch that you walked under and in. It's like a wider than a doorway, but not as big as French doors that you'd walk into. And then there was like a little kitchenette. But no tables, just like things on the ground. Mm. <laughs> and in the back right corner, they had their washer and dryer stacked in what was a closet <laughs> in the kitchen. I was like, that's not staying, like at all. And then to the left side of the room, the other half, they had an island that was turned sideways and not standard in their measurements, like whatsoever. It was like a big, thick wood butcher block countertop. But it was only like 20 some odd inches like on one side and then like 28 on the oh. other. It was very, very shallow. So like hmm. you, even if you were at the stove, like nobody could be behind you. It was very, very hmm. strange. It had a double wall oven that was avocado green <laughs> and just it was is disgusting. So it was pretty cool because we had permission even before we closed on the house that we could start like cleaning the house out because like everybody had gotten everything that they wanted out of it. There wasn't much, but um, my mom and I had the joy of cleaning it out, and Lord have mercy, we wore gloves, we went through lots of gloves and masks, and it was just, we were literally shoveling things out of the house. I Now looking back, I'm like, how did, how did we do that? Like, why, why did we do this? But I could, I could see the end vision, even though the whole room is disgusting, and the whole house is disgusting. I knew how it was going to look like in the end. So even though we're not quite there yet, we got another like month to, or two months to go before like everything is finalized and put back together. But the kitchen so far has come a long way. We had a um, hired one con- contractor to open up the back window windows <laughs> in the back. They had two different size windows in there. Mm-hmm. They had one window that went like almost all the way to the floor near the washer and dryer and then a window pretty high up above the sink. And it's just really wonky, like the whole room. So my vision for the space is to open up that archway as, as far as I could get it. So then the whole room would become the kitchen. So you'd have your island in the middle and then cabinetry and your appliances in like a U-shape all the way around. You had told us that you the design of it all was kind of based upon your kitchen that you're in your old house. Yes. Yeah. We have like a, I would consider a U kitchen because again, the island's in the middle and then you have the U of cabinetry around you. And I really love the flow of that workspace. I feel like it really works well for me. The measurement in between the sink and the island was more deep, which was nice because it could have two people working at the island and then one at the sink and you could still walk in between them. And I knew I wanted to replicate that again. Now at our house with our kitchen I also knew the measurements on the sides of the island in our current house are not standard. The edge of one of the island was next to the refrigerator. If you were there the refrigerator was right there on that whole side of the island and that was only 29 and a half inches from the handle of the refrigerator to the side of the island. So if you opened up the doors there wasn't like much room behind you (laughs) to get stuff out. Mm. So I knew okay what is standard measurement? Okay that's 36 inches. I want to make that now Um, I think we made it 44 inches 
and well that had to be tweaked a little bit which I'll get into a little bit later on but I knew I wanted my walkways bigger because you don't get that space back yeah hmm. what do they call it in a kitchen with the three isn't there like a try the working triangle the working triangle mm-hmm. that's what they call it yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so that's the fridge the range stove and the sink sink mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you want that to create a triangle mm-hmm. and the triangle can be skinnier it can be pointier it can be taller it can be squatter but you just want to have that that workflow yeah with your inspiration being essentially your old kitchen some things about that mm-hmm. how did you go about finding other inspirations for how the look and feel of this new kitchen and then maybe you can go into your whole design process like where do you I mean we start with the inspiration mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. then I knew I wanted to replicate the shape so mm-hmm. that was number one when we did the kitchen in our old house we had to do that like on a very very tight budget so we had friends help us make the doors I painted them and you know bought very affordable hardware and we just did the best that we could with our budget thankfully with selling our our old house we had a little bit more funds that we could work with, which was awesome. And so I knew some areas in the kitchen, I want to upgrade this. So hmm. I love the workspace, but I don't want black hardware anymore. Instead, I want to invest in getting really high quality unlacquered brass handles. So that was very high on my priority list. I like, I really want the hardware and the finishings to really feel high end and like jewelry of the space because In my old house, I had all handles in my kitchen, and it was just very linear. Like, on all the doors and all Mm -hmm. the drawers, I had the same thing. And even as we've been doing this podcast and becoming more knowledgeable in design, I like, okay, I really want a mix of knobs and handles Mm -hmm. because I really feel like that's more high-end and more interesting to look at rather than just one solid thing. Hmm. So that's one thing I wanted to change. And... We have only one can light in our old house, so it was kind of like a spotlight. We had a sink light, and we had some under-the-cabinet lighting, but I knew I wanted more fixtures in there. I never put an island pendants over our our island in our old house, so that is one thing Mm -hmm. I've done. Um, They're not up yet, but I got them. They're from Crate and Barrel. They are gorgeous. (laughs) Because they are Leanne Ford They are Leanne Ford ones, yes. (laughs) Um, I'm very excited about the the lighting. Uh, I think it's really going to make a big impact. Mm -hmm. And one thing, especially with the lighting above the island, I wanted it to be oversized. It's only a three-foot by four-foot island because that was the correct measurement now instead of our old house which was not correct so even the island size is exactly the same as my old house but i knew i wanted to get some really impactful lighting because when you open that front door mm-hmm. that That's is straight in see. front of you and that is what hmm. you see in is showcased so i'm like i want this to be you know mm-hmm. snatched <laughs> so we got some oversized um light fixtures and we have sconces for our, on either side of the hood and then we have oh. can lights as well and under cabinet lighting as well. Oh. And I might throw in a picture light too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where would the picture light go? Above the sink. Okay. So oh. there's there's so many details that go into a kitchen. It's very it's very overwhelming. I was not prepared for the amount of decisions I would have to make, even though I thought I was prepared. 
we were selling our house and renovating at the same time. And I was just not prepared for that along with all your daily tasks of like raising children and, you know, making meals that kind of went out the window. (laughs) We made really, really simple food. Because we shifted the whole kitchen to be centered in the room, I, you know, we wanted to have the can lights and stuff to have good lighting in a kitchen. That's very important. But we couldn't have one light directly above the sink because there was a stud there. So you have to pivot. And we decided to do two above the sink, which is great because I get more light. Hmm. But that's why I was like, maybe if I add a picture light in the center above the window, that would kind of distract from that. I don't know. Wait, okay. This window, mm-hmm. how high up does it go? Three feet. From the 36 inches counter height? Yes. So how much space do you have between the ceiling and the window? A little more, maybe like 18 inches or so. So if I had a linear picture light over it. But then you're also having two lights flanking the Window? No, no the I thought can't you light said that. The ceiling. Oh, you were talking about the can, can lights. Lighting. I'm like, what? The sconces, <laughs> not picturing this. The sconces are. No. The sconces are. The I knew that, but I thought you were saying you were also having flanking. Uh, no. But okay. No. I, like, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Could you do a sconce that matches your stove sconces over the sink? Yeah, it would be brass. Yeah, it would be something very similar. Yeah. I don't. I didn't want all my lighting to look like I went to the same store and right. bought it. Oh, sure. I went to the big box stores and looked around and I was like, no, no, hideous, <laughs> ew, puke. <laughs> like, yeah. I just couldn't find anything I liked. And I found this really good quote from, I, I forget who it was from, but it was, shop outside of your zip code. If you don't want your house to look like everybody else's, shop outside your zip code. Meaning, go to different towns, order online mm-hmm. from different suppliers. That way, your house doesn't look the same. Mm-hmm. Like you just got it out of the magazine. So I really wanted my lighting to be different, but still coordinating. So I didn't want all the same shades. I didn't want all the same finishes, but I still wanted them to work in harmony with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hardware was a big one. Mm-hmm. Lighting mm-hmm. was your second one. Yeah. What were some other big things that you were like, I'm going to invest in this? Because you were talking about this time I have a little bit more money. So mm-hmm. I'm going to invest in what else? Uh, flooring was another one. In our old house, we had just the tile that was there. We just worked with it. and But it wasn't my dream tile by any <laughs> means. They had linoleum down. And so we are going to put in tile and there's also tile in the entryway because there's hardwood floors throughout except for the kitchen and except for the entryway, which is open concept. So it was just like this white tiled square like plopped yeah. in the mm-hmm. side of the room. It just looked really, really weird. And you girls know, like I ordered so many tile samples. I would highly recommend doing that because, man, they look nothing like online. It's crazy. <laughs> I was trying to work really hard with the tile, finding something, and there's just not a lot I liked I found I didn't like a hexagon shape I know a lot of people like and I think it looks great in other people's homes but I just didn't want that shape like in my entryway I didn't want to do penny tile because <laughs> that's too much grout mm-hmm. I wanted to do something bigger so there was less grout lines and I didn't want something that was going to pe- compete with my countertops there's just a lot of factors going in and Kimmy suggested why didn't you just put hardwood throughout? And I was like, oh yeah, it literally never crossed my mind to do that. So I'm very grateful (laughs) that you suggested doing that because it really, man, it just unified the whole space Mm -hmm. because it's a more open concept space. The kitchen is open to the dining room and the dining room is open to the living room. 
man, that made all the difference in the world. It looks amazing. And we literally just got them refinished uh, yesterday. They got the oh, final wow. coat on. So we have to stay off it for a little while. That's and then so we can exciting. start moving stuff in. <sighs> Which is great. But the flooring was a big one. And mm-hmm. I really think it helped tie everything mm-hmm. together. Yeah. What did you end up doing for countertop this time? That's another one I wanted to okay. upgrade. So we got laminate in our old house. Mm-hmm. And it looks fine. But my style has evolved over the past mm-hmm. four years. My style, I'm still trying to figure it out. It was more farmhouse. Even though that's not exactly my more personal style, you also have to pay attention to your house style. Right. Because if you put something really modern in an old house, sometimes that looks really weird. So our house was more farmhousey. So we definitely played into that. But this new house is a lot newer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now you have to kind of bring in the charm and make it more interesting. So I really wanted to get quartz countertop this time to really get the the stone. So that's what we decided to go with instead of the laminate. Is it a white quartz or? So our old countertop was like gray veining Uh with white, definitely cool toned. And this one is a warmer white with some goldish Mm -hmm. veining throughout. It's really pretty. Okay. So it's warm. It's warmer. Our old house was more cool toned. This house, right. I really wanted to be more warm toned. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That does sound really pretty. And you painted all your walls Swiss coffee, <laughs> which will really look great with the warm, you know, with the countertops and mm-hmm. all the like. Oh, yeah. Look so good. Because I had Chantilly lace, which is a very cool color in yeah. our old house, which worked, and it worked with all the woodwork that I had, but it would have looked like primer in our new house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, challenges. <laughs> what are some of the big challenges that you've come run into in this design process? How did you make adjustments and pivots and change your plans and that kind of thing? One of the challenges has been ordering things because... The lead times are crazy, and we ordered our window for our kitchen in the end of September, and we just got it last week. And it got delayed, and it took months and months to get in. Kimmy, I know you ran into this, too, Mm -hmm. with your window. We're still waiting for our window. You're still waiting. (laughs) So if you know you have these big purchases that you are going to have to order, order them as soon as you can. Mm -hmm. Because that one thing, whatever it could be, could be the pivoting thing that halt everything in your house and that time is money (laughs) Mm -hmm. and we've hired contractors this time which is different than doing it all ourselves but in dealing with contractors you're also dealing with their opinions but you kind of have to stand your ground when it comes to that because they're going to want to choose the easier route maybe not the most beautiful route just (laughs) because it's easier for them to do and just being like no that's not what I want they will figure it out that is their job they're just trying to like do things quickly and Mm -hmm. the easiest way but uh that was one thing we had to do is like stand our ground and be like no I don't want you to do that I want you to do this another thing um with the contractors is be at the house as often as you can because they might make decisions just assuming that, oh, you want an outlet here? Well, no, I don't want an outlet there. Why are you putting it there? And being there to have those conversations and catch things because one of our contractors, I have um, a brass knob for our pantry door and he installed it upside down. And he was supposed to leave like the next day, like he was almost done with the project. 
And I was so glad I went there and caught it, like literally just as after he drilled the holes and installed the whole thing, the whole thing was upside down. So I walked in and I'm like, oh no, it's upside down. And I felt really bad, but it was also his mistake. So he had to undo the whole thing, patch all the holes in the new door. So it's never going to look exactly perfect. You won't see those holes, right? Because it will cover or no? Yeah, he filled them in, but I can kind of tell. There's like just a little bit of a couple circles I can tell. So that things Ah. like that could have been completely avoided with a simple text. Hey, how does this go? Like that's all it takes. But having good communication with your contractors is really important. Like make sure they can text you. Make sure you can text them and ask questions and check in on them often. Because you will catch things. Even if you don't have a contractor and you have your husband doing this stuff. (laughs) This still applies. This still applies. (laughs) I think I've trained Ryan at this point where he doesn't do anything without asking me now. (laughs) But even things like handle a knob placement on your cabinetry. Yes, things might be standard and that might be what you want. But just double check because I have four different types of knobs. I have a knob and I have three different size handles and you want to make sure those right size handles are going on the right size drawers. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> that would look really weird mm-hmm. if you had your four inch on what should be a six inch or something. Yeah. Could really throw off the balance of everything. Uh-huh. But another challenge we ran into was cabinetry being out of stock and we got in stock cabinetry and I wanted more drawers well they went out of stock by the time we went to go buy them so I kind of had to pivot I still have a lot of drawers just not as many as I wanted which is fine but little things like popped up like that I was like that's okay that's okay (laughs) even like our trash drawer I wanted it in the island and I wanted it to be the full drawer because some of them have the little drawer on top Mm -hmm. and then you have the trash drawer I always reach for the little drawer on top. Yeah. It drives me nuts. So I'm like, I don't want that. So he customized a door. He bought a panel and like put it on the whole thing. So then you kind of have like a a hidden drawer in a way. Right. That's how mine is. That's yes. cool. So that's how we're going to have that. So like yeah. we we're still able to customize a little bit with minimal effort. And even though it was a, a basic kitchen, you could still kind of tweak it in a way to make it a little bit more custom. Yeah. That's a great idea. So another thing with the contractor is we were trying to figure out, because I wanted another very important thing. I wanted my cabinets to go all the way to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. We have standard ceiling, so that was a little bit more feasible than in our old house, which had taller ceilings. So it wouldn't, it would be ridiculously expensive to do that. Because we had shorter ceilings and we were able to get taller cabinets, even though they were still standard, we put crown molding on the top. And we we're just trying to figure out like how much crown molding, like where do you want the cabinets? And he's like... Well, if you want to have less crown molding, we can move it up an inch and make the standard measurement in between your countertops and your upper cabinets 19 inches. And I said, oh, no, no, you're not doing that. I said, my friend did that. And then you have to have these little slivers of tile if you tile underneath. So I was learning from Kimmy's Re- <laughs> What episode? Renovation regrets. Yeah. We did that. Mm-hmm. And yep, do not do that if you're going to have tile backsplash because <laughs> it will look ridiculous. Yeah. Keep it standard so you don't have to cut little pieces of tile. It's standard for a reason. (laughs) Another thing with the kitchen, I was going to have on the right side of the kitchen big doors that you opened up. So there was going to be, I originally wanted like four big doors, floor to ceiling. And because we were dealing with stock cabinetry, 
they didn't have that. They only had 12 inch doors. So I'm like, I don't want eight doors oh, right yeah. there. Like that would look ridiculous. So we pivoted again and we decided to just put an actual door and make it a pantry and then have shelving inside the pantry. And I'm actually really, really glad that happened because it just would have been too much with all those yeah. knobs and a lot of vertical mm-hmm. lines. And it would have the, been very busy. That's the yeah. pretty doorknob you got that they installed. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we decided to center the window in the room. That makes the most logical sense. We did not factor in, however, that I bought a standard depth refrigerator, but I wanted it to be like counter depth by sinking it into the wall, which meant we kind of had to bring the cabinets out a little bit in order to make that measurement so I could sink the refrigerator back. Mm. So now the window is technically centered on the wall, but the right side of the walkway is shorter just by like two and a half, three inches. So there's a little bit less of a walkway on the right side of the island. I don't think people will notice. Except me. Except Kimmy. (laughs) (laughs) But it's still deeper than a standard measurement for walking around the island. But it worked out well because my stove is on the other side of the island, on the left side, and that will mean there's more space there, Mm -hmm. which is really, Mm -hmm. really nice. But Mm -hmm. again, if we had just thought about it a little bit more, we could have just shifted everything three more inches in the other direction, and then we wouldn't have run into that issue. Mm -hmm. But you live and learn. Learn from my mistakes. Yes, there you go. So what has been the most difficult part of designing your kitchen so far? Sourcing the products. Mm. It's been very mentally taxing. I was not prepared for. And trying to find good prices on things, trying to figure out the style that I wanted. Mm -hmm. And then not finding a style I liked. Like, there is so much ugly lighting out there. (laughs) I was scrolling and scrolling and scrolling as like this is terrible. Who designs Mm -hmm. this stuff? I just wanted something simple and not swirly and not weird and a weird finish that wasn't like three grand. I'm like, why is this so hard? Mm -hmm. But sourcing items and then they email you and say, it's not going to be here till March. Uh. And then finding a new one and then saying, it's not going to get here. It's back ordered. Yeah. And then Mm. ordering a third one and finally get it. I'm really actually glad that that happened because now I have these other lights that I wouldn't have considered. And I think we'll throw more light because the other ones I was looking at were more conical. So the light would have come down on the Mm -hmm. island instead of like dispersing out because the other ones I have have a lot more glass, which will let the light come out more. So it was a happy but frustrating mistake as Mm -hmm. as well. Finding a faucet that I liked that wasn't astronomical was really really difficult the faucet that we have in our old house it jumped up like two hundred dollars from when i Mm, bought it four mm -hmm. years ago so like fixtures have really jumped up in price so that was another challenging thing too because i do have a budget yeah and you're trying to find stuff that is working with your style but one tool that i did use was google image search and this came in this saved me hundreds and hundreds Mm -hmm. of dollars just doing a google image search and then finding the style name of something, and then Googling that. And I got my faucet for like $300 cheaper because it was cheaper on another website. Yeah. Ooh. And I didn't know that. So definitely utilize that tool. And they also have a picture function, so you can search it by image. And that yeah. was very, very helpful. If I found something I really liked, and then I could find like a dupe or a cheaper version of that. Because a lot of people, that's called white labeling. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. You don't know this, Emily? No. 
So big companies will make a lot of something and then sell it to the Wayfair, the Overstock, right. the Target, the Amazon, the Home Depot. They will all have the same lighting at different price points and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. different pictures. So if you look at just like the materials and you can be like, oh, it's the same exact fixture. It's just oh. $50 cheaper. Yep. So I that came in handy because I bought a bunch of lighting mm-hmm. off of Home Depot and I was able to get free shipping and easy returns because it's local to us. But right. of course, they didn't have that light fixture in store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But online, you have a lot more options. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Amazon, too, has that image search mm-hmm. that you could do. I've used plenty of times and found things way cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. That's a good tip. It does seem like the whole process of sourcing things and just doing the research and looking things up online and then having to make decisions Mm -hmm. it's like mentally exhausting yes Mm -hmm. we kind of chatted about this prior to this episode but with like buyer's remorse you know when you buy a house and then you have remorse did you have any of like kitchen remorse or anything where like because some of these some things like your hardware is not permanent you can always change that down the road but countertops and, you know, other things that you're not going to change ever. Right. Cabinetry. Has there been any of that that you're like, oh, maybe I should have done this? or? For the most part, no. That's I've awesome. only had to return two things. And one was just there was a flaw. Second one, there was a flaw. They were both mirrors that I ordered for the bathroom. And I've since ordered a third version of it. And hopefully that one will, will come in okay. But I am a researcher And I read all the reviews and look at all the things, so I make a very informed decision. So I haven't had really much of that. The only thing, which is kind of like a bummer, our hardware, our poles, are not as deep as our old hardware. So, like, I can't really fit all my fingers. I kind of have to curl them into it rather than just, like, grabbing a hold and pulling it out. So that is, like... But mm-hmm. that's not something I thought to, to measure, like yeah. how right. much the space in between the handle yeah. and where it is against the cabinet. Like that's not something I thought about. Right. So that'll take some getting used to. We'll probably just like hook our fingers under it because there's a little bit more space going in that way, mm-hmm. which is kind of bummer because I invested a lot of money into this hardware yeah. just to not be like, oh, I can fit all my fingers in easily. That's a very <laughs> small thing, but mm-hmm. it was kind of like, Ugh. yeah. but besides mm-hmm. that and the lighting that I've had to return or the, besides the mirror I had to return. All my lighting I've kept, all my fixtures I've kept. I found a Kohler faucet on clearance for, I got it for $32. <laughs> so I was able to <laughs> score Whoa. some really good deals and then splurge in some other areas. I guess yeah. I was meaning more things that are permanent. Like, that, like the layout or the cabinetry or the countertops or something that you can't change like this is the flooring this is a done deal you cannot change anything about it no that's i will have to say because i've thought about this a lot we had months even before like the closing happened where i was thinking about what do i want to do and trying to have a game plan and that was very helpful the biggest thing that we had to change on the house was actually in the basement because we literally brought it down to the cinder blocks and that allowed us to move some walls around create rooms which weren't there before so that's been interesting we are still in the very we're still reinstalling the studs and insulating right now we can have a follow-up but upstairs right now uh, so far no i don't have my countertops yet they don't get here for two more months again we ordered them back in september but these Mm -hmm. things take so long 
to get in. So if you have an idea of what you want, like order it now because it's going to take a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I think research is definitely the key. And like you said, just researching everything because, and not being like, yes, you were rushed, but you weren't rushed in the like very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, it, all of a sudden you were rushed. Yeah. But you had a lot of time to plan it out. And that's very important because when we did our kitchen, like there are things that are permanent that I'm like, man, why did we put so much space in between mm. our, our our peninsula and the sink? And why did we, you know, like so many yeah. things like that. And I'm like, man, I did not think about that. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. yeah, like I said, I learned a lot from my other renovation that I think I was able to apply yeah. a lot of the things. And even with both of you girls, like, hey, is what do you think of this? And just like bouncing ideas off of that was very helpful to have people in your back pocket. You get text and be like, hey, am I crazy? Yeah. <laughs> and we had to restain all the floors. And that was, I didn't realize how nervous I was about that because you, you have one chance at this. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, then you're going to be thousands of dollars in the hole if you want to refinish it because right. they would have to literally do it all over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was very nerve-wracking. Thankfully, I love the stain that we picked. <laughs> but it was just like, oh, what did we mm-hmm. do? I made the wrong decision. But I didn't, and it ended up working out great. Yay. Anything that I want to change will be very easy. Like, eventually I want to upgrade the doors, but we can do that down the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, For more along these same lines, as far as regrets and learning from our past mistakes, definitely listen to our old episode on our design. It's called Design Regrets, isn't it? Renovation Renovation Regrets. Go check out that episode and you can learn from our all of our different mistakes (laughs) and things we regret doing. So the last question that we have for you is what have you enjoyed the most about designing your kitchen? Not having to do the work myself. (laughs) The hours and hours spent painting and sanding and painting and sanding. Mm -hmm. And that was, I had all that with like a newborn that we were doing that. And Mm. to have other people working on it and then check in daily and being like, oh, wow, they got the new window in. Oh, wow. I didn't have to paint that door. Oh, wow. I didn't have to paint the whole ceilings and all the house. That was just like such a load off just because we are juggling so many things like selling your house and renovating a house and all these different things and trying to keep your house show ready at a moment's notice was just so stressful Mm -hmm. it was like so much uh thankfully our house did sell very very quickly which i'm very grateful for but wow that was the hardest when you would Marco Polo us in your new house, mm-hmm. every time, because you'd, you'd step in and you'd be showing us the updates, I would always think of HGTV shows with, like, Joanna Gaines walking in and seeing what Chip has done. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's going to feel so cool to just keep going in and checking and seeing what they're doing and just, like, you're not having to live through it, like, <sighs> live there mm-hmm. in the renovation because <laughs> that's yeah. not fun. So it's just... That's pretty cool that you've been able to have contractors to do this. I mean, I see why designers like their job. Yeah. Because it's the more fun end of the job. Mm -hmm. As It did have its stressful moments, but still it was fun to get to pick stuff out and be like, okay, put this here, and then the next day it was there. It was pretty (laughs) cool. (laughs) That's what always impressed me so much with the Marco Polos and progress pictures is that it seemed like, wow, it's just all happening so fast. Well, the kitchen got like 90% done. We're still waiting on the countertops and I have to finish plastering the hood. 
but besides that, like the flooring is done. Like we are 95% done hmm. with the kitchen within a month. It's just crazy crazy. because we had a contractor. We were his only client, and he worked on it literally every single day for a month. Yeah. It's bonkers. (laughs) (laughs) But we also had a very tight timeline. You know, we were selling. We needed to be out Mm -hmm. of our house. We needed to have a house to move into. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you just, you probably felt so cool walking in. It was pretty cool. And being like, (laughs) wait, I want this here. And no, do that. Oh, that looks good. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's been, it has had really some fun moments. And again, I feel like I've learned a lot through this whole process of communicating with people, over-explaining yourself, re-explaining yourself to make sure people have got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I'm very, really grateful for my dad and my husband who have really helped juggle a lot of different people. And dad kind of took over for that, which is very, very helpful because we've had so many people just in and out and making sure like people are getting paid and then you're ordering stuff and you're having all these boxes come in. You're like, where do I put them? Because we're refinishing the floors and we can't have (laughs) them here. It's just a lot of juggling. And my mom has helped so much with the kids so we could have, you know, hour long meetings with our contractors. Mm -hmm. We're like figuring stuff out on the fly. And so I'm very grateful for her and my sister, who I would send Marco Polo's to, be like, I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed. (laughs) But it's been overall good. Well, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll have a pillow talk. For this episode, my pillow talk is actually a series of videos on YouTube. I was introduced to this series through one of my organizing jobs, actually, at the vintage store that's downtown. She had mentioned it to me as that's a this particular series on YouTube is one of her favorites to watch for inspiration for old houses. Mm. And uh, it's a series called Design Notes. So if you go to YouTube and type in Design Notes, you'll find this playlist. It's by Home and Garden. That's the main YouTube channel, and I believe it's a magazine too, Home and Garden Magazine. But the premise of this YouTube show is that they visit the homes of interior designers, some textile designers, Ooh. some artists, and get a tour of the house. And the homeowner like talks through their design choices and how they found this particular house. And the home styles are all, I'd say they're all different. So some are more traditional, some are more grand, some are more like cozy cottagey kind of styles, and some are really modern. So, but it's just fun. It's cool to hear like how people explain how they put together a space and what they really like about it and hear their perspective on the choices that they've made and... It's just, it's really fun to watch and it's really like relaxing and cozy watching too. So I definitely recommend it. I will check it out. Thank you for hanging out with us today. We want to know what you thought of this episode and what you want us to talk about next. Find us on Instagram at dwellingplacepod or send us an email at dwellingplacepod at gmail.com. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Every single review is so appreciated and helps more people find us. Visit the show notes for the pictures and links to all the things we talked about today. We'll see you next time right here at The Dwelling Place.